everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Marketing Management and Money with your hosts, Ryan Murray and Ryan Owens. I'm going to kick today's episode off with a little story. Oh, and I love story time. <laughs> Once upon a time, right? <laughs> yeah. I know, I do too. It's good. Okay, so I want to talk about something today in our in our episode that, that relates to this story. So I'm working with this business and they... They approached me with under the pretense of, hey, we need some help figuring out uh, exactly what we should be pricing this service at. We're bringing to we're bringing this new service to this area. There's there's one competitor that's kind of close to what we do, but kind of not really, and so we don't know quite uh, how to price our our services. And we've looked at competition in other areas, but they're more urban and so they don't really compare. I mean, there are all these factors, right? Okay. But and and ultimately the question is, okay, so so how do I how do I price this? Mm. What do I do here? Yeah. Yeah. And it's and a good question. I think it's a it's definitely a question that so many business owners face, right? How do I make sure that I'm doing the best that I can in, in pricing this product or service? Well, and, and it's definitely an ongoing question because, you know, once you set a price, you're still looking at it and you're like, uh, you know, am I where I'm supposed did, to be? Did I get it right? Yeah. Should yeah. I, should I go up? Should I go down? I, yeah. Well, know. and there, and there are so many factors that go into it that, that make us want to change those things all the time. Mm. But I mean, this, this area of small business is riddled with different problems that, that small business owners face. Right. So, and so I kind of want to, I kind of want to dive into this episode with sort of understanding what some of those problems are and how do we go about setting our pricing in the best way we possibly can. Well, and, and I think the first thing to understand anytime that you're looking at pricing is this is sort of where the wheel of finance kind of overlaps the wheel of marketing. Oh, yeah. You know, like... For like sure. You've got the, the financial side. You've got to know your cost structure. You've got to know your break even. But then you've got the marketing side of what are customers expecting? What are customers willing to pay? Yeah. Uh, what's the perceived value of what you offer? And, and, and so, you know, there's... There's this logical side of, okay, we can calculate this. And then there's this emotional side or this psychological side of, you know, okay, what do the customers actually think? And, and yeah. I think it's probably that psychological side that always keeps us guessing because even with our best calculations, you're still going to go out there and be like, ah, did I get it right? Yeah, right. Should, for sure. Should I, be, I, I what did they for more? What did they really think? Did, yeah, exactly. Did I leave money on the table? Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you see that all the time. Uh, and and I love how you how you approached it from the standpoint of that these these two uh, circles, if you will, they overlap. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not one or the other, which is one problem that I see small businesses face all the time. It's one mistake that that cripples a lot of small businesses and their pricing is they only want to look at it from the standpoint of, well, I think we could, I feel like we can charge this much. It's like kind of that gut check or they only approach it from the side of, well, my statistical analysis of what, you know, like uh, yeah, this I, algorithm, I, it's uh, like 
this is the number that we should be selling it at. And they totally ignore their market response to their product and their, their value that they offer. Right. Well, and I think you're absolutely right here. And I'm going to, um, I'm going to talk about kind of the, the finance side I naturally gravitate to the finance side. And, and I'm uh, gonna, gets me off the hook. I'm good, man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to talk about a uh, yeah, understanding the cost structure just a little bit, but I'm going to kind of talk in, in broad terms of, you know, if you picture a big pendulum swinging one way or swinging the other, uh, you know, you can swing too far to the right, you can swing too far to the left. And, you know, the goal is to try and hit it, you know, smack dab in the middle, uh, you know, where you want to be. On that cost structure, like I've seen where, you know, the finance department is so rigid that they're looking at it and they're saying, okay, this is our gross margin. This is where we have to be. Nothing can deviate outside of this. Yeah. And, and it's so rigid. It's stifling. And, and maybe, you know, maybe you're caught up in this trap as, you know, a business owner where you're just like, oh, okay, our margins have to be this. And I'm like, well, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. You know, look at where the market is. Look at, uh, you know, you might have had a, an awesome product a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> I was going to make that joke, but I, I was like, yeah, is that too harsh? But but it, it happens in almost every single business, because yeah. if you go into a successful business, right, they have products that were hot way back when. Yeah. And a lot of times they they either don't want to adjust their pricing because they're just like, no, 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 we're, this is, you know, my grandfather founded this company selling this product. And, right. and it's like, uh, yeah, okay, it's time to adjust. Or they're on the other end where they're just like, uh, yeah, this product's been out for three months. We got to discount it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and so- with the, with that pendulum of that cost structure is you can be too rigid, uh, but you can also be too flippant where you ignore the cost structure and you go strictly with just kind of that gut check where you're not even really paying attention to it. And it's like, no, you need to have a balance. You need to do your homework, yeah. run the calculation and, you know, see what it is that you can afford. Where's your break even at? And if you're listening to this episode and thinking, uh, okay, this is starting to go a little bit over my head. We have an awesome episode on break even. You can, you know, go back into the archives, pull it up. It's going to walk you through, you know, the exact steps and calculation. But that's really where I'm going to start on the finance side yeah. of pricing is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with a break even calculation, knowing my cost structure and, you know, and doing that work, but then allowing some flexibility to adjust for the marketing side of things. Yeah. And, and honestly, if our listeners out there are like, well, I'm going to skip that part. That doesn't sound interesting. I'm telling you, you need to do it. You have to dive into it and just suck it up, buttercup. You Eat can do your it. veggies. You'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eat your veggies. You'll be all right. And honestly, it might, I might be a little bit dry listening to that episode or, you know, if it's not your cup of tea That's or whatever. That's a great episode. Shh, you're going to be okay. <laughs> You'll be all right. Just pull through it. Figure it out. There, it, once you get it figured out, it's it's not hard. But it's so important. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's not as important as the marketing, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> it really is super important. Um, and that, honestly, I, I actually really love talking about that side of pricing because that's the side of pricing that I feel like most small businesses lack 
because it's a little bit more technical. It's a little bit more, you almost, you have to be a little bit uh, educated or skilled or. It, it definitely gets overlooked a lot. Yeah. And I see a trained. lot of. You have oh, to be a little bit trained in it. That's yeah. what I was looking for. I see a lot of business owners, especially business owners who, you know, like ground up, they've been doing this for the last 30 years kind of thing. Yeah. And they're the only person in the company that can do pricing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, because it's all gut check. And yeah. I'm like, Dude. It's all, it's everybody's coming to them. What do you think? Yeah. Or they're not allowing anyone else to do it because there's like, ah, you haven't, you've only been here for five years. You don't know. <laughs> no. My grandpappy. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's super important to look at it, to look at pricing from the angle of finance. It really, really is super important. Um, but also, I mean, you have to look at it from that marketing side as well. You, that, that also is a critical piece of pricing but you, because you can't ignore certain elements of your market segment. Yeah. You know, the data that your, your market is giving back to you, well, that you should be going out and getting, a.k.a. they should be delivering to you. Like, you can't ignore that. Well, but think about this. Um, you know, I love that you talked about the data, but there are a couple of ways to get at the data. Oh, yeah. So one of the things that I'm going to recommend if I'm working with a business and there's like, where am I going to price? And I'm like, you know what? It's a whole lot easier to price high and discount down than yeah. it is to price low and like, you know, jack up the yeah. price. If you feel yeah. like the feedback that you're getting back from your market varies too much and you need to put your price somewhere, like you're saying, it's always best to start high mm -hmm. because it's so much easier to come down with your customers, with your market segment to say, Hey, we threw this out there at 49.97 or whatever the magic number at the end of pricing is nowadays, <laughs> the eight 98. I don't know. <laughs> um, we, we priced this at 49.98 and we're, we're cutting our price back for you because you're such a great human being. Mm -hmm. And now it's only forty nine, forty seven. I don't know, thirty nine, ninety nine. But but there really is something like if you have the luxury of pricing in two different markets. Oh yeah, you know, some A/B testing. Yeah, where okay, I'm gonna price it for you guys here, and I'm gonna price it for you guys here. If you have that luxury, and yeah, that one's kind of hard to come by because if you do it wrong, you can really offend some customers. Yeah, uh, so you know, make yeah, if sure your customers talk, <laughs> <laughs> like like this works well if you own two stores in two locations. Yep. You know, and and I know a lot of small businesses that that do they. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, they'll, they'll have one store in one city and another store in another city. Like, if that were me, I would not be pricing everything the same. Right. You know, I would be adjusting my prices and yep. then, you know, collecting that data and being like, oh, okay, at this price point, I sell better. Yeah, that's you know? market research right there. And everyone Beautiful. thinks that lower price means more sales. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. Oh, it my gosh. Me up when people, like... They're, they're getting bombarded. Yeah. And they're yeah. just like, I I've got to raise my pricing. I can't keep up. So I'm going to raise price to kind of weed people out. And then it increases sales. Yeah. And they're just like, ah. It throttles that open. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. But 
that's the whole thing when we talk about the marketing side of pricing is there's a lot of psychology and sometimes it's counterintuitive. Yep. Sometimes it's not. And it's very, you know, I, I mean, you can go into, you know, your value proposition and really, you know, kind of do all the calculations on that yeah. uh, to help you understand what's going on. But there's more than just like, like you can't fully calculate everything. You can test a lot and you can understand yeah. your market. And that's really the way to go is to say, yeah. so on the finance side, you know, run the numbers, do the calculations. On the marketing side, you want to get the data. You want to connect with the customer. You want to actually understand them and learn from them. Yeah. But I'm going to say that you want to not get too crazy with this. Right. Um, I, I had an interesting experience. I was helping a company do some pricing and I noticed that their price menu was too spread out. Like they had inconsistencies all throughout. Uh, you know, some stuff was way high, some stuff was way low, some stuff was, you know, uh, right where it should be in the middle. And, and so one of, the, one of the tools that I incorporated to help them see that their pricing menu was a little bit out of whack was standard deviation. And so I did this standard deviation calculation of... You just lost like 70% of I, I know, I know, there. I know. Just, just hang with me <laughs> for, for, for just a second, right? So I did the standard deviation calculation to show them that their, um, you know, if you took the standard bell curve and that they had too many of their things that were two or more standard deviations deviations away from the mean. And the the look that you're giving me right now is the same look that I got from them. And I, I just have this the Jeopardy theme song rolling <laughs> in my head. I'm just waiting. But the thing is, and I walked away from that meeting frustrated because I'm just like, can't they see this? And <laughs> the answer is no, they can't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and so, you know, don't calculate it to that extent unless you know, I mean, if, if you're ready for that, oh, that's some fun stuff. But most entrepreneurs are like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to look at my pricing menu as being yeah. within two standard deviations of the mean. I'm just going to, yeah. uh, you know, make sure that my customers like what I sell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I want to pin you down a little bit. What would you say from a, from a finance side of things, what are the critical things that need to happen in order for small business owners to be successful in placing their pricing. Okay. So cost structure is number one. It's always going to start with cost structure. You have to understand what the cost is going into the product. And you got to look at the full cost structure. A lot of times people ignore some of the, uh, you know, some of the the costs that go into it because you, they're not staring you right in the face. Yeah. And so, you know, you're going to look at it as an itemized cost structure, but then you're also going to look at it uh, off of your P&L to see what your cost structure is on your P&L. And those should connect. If my itemized cost structure is not matching my P&L cost structure, then it shows me that I'm ignoring certain You're missing costs. something. Yeah, I've got yeah. some hidden costs that I'm ignoring. And so, you know, I'm going to start with my cost structure. The other thing that I'm going to look at is I'm going to look at loss leaders. Um, you know, what are the products that I can take a loss on that gets someone into the store? So, uh, you know, a pretty common thing uh, that people are going to relate to is the gallon of milk. You know, the gallon of milk is at the back of the store. Yeah. When, when you run into the store to buy a gallon of milk, you walk out of the store with a loaf of bread, a dozen eggs and a bag of chips and a gallon of milk. 
And so, you know, it's unless you're me, <laughs> I, I literally did this tonight. <laughs> oh man. I literally did this where I went into the store and I was like, man, I, I know that I was supposed to get a couple of things. One of them was milk. I can't remember. And so as I'm walking through the store trying, cause I'm too prideful to call my wife and oh, be like, Hey, what, what, what was I supposed to do? <laughs> So I'm like walking, I'm literally looking at the signs in the store being like, was that it? No. Was that it? No. Soy sauce? No. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I honestly, I picked up some tortillas and some sliced cheese and had bread. And I, for the life of me, for the life of me, I could not remember one of the things that I was supposed to get. And I was like, yes, dang it. So I freaking finally call my wife. She's like, cilantro, you need to get cilantro. And I was like, oh, dang it, Bobby. So I freaking hang up with her. I go get cilantro and I leave the store. Guess who freaking didn't get milk? This guy. Guess who got in trouble still when he got home? This guy, doghouse. All you had in your cart was cilantro? No, I had, I had the tortillas and the bread and the sliced oh. cheese. Freaking didn't get the milk though. Wow, that grocery store is gonna make bank on you because I know. you're gonna go back and load up on way too much. Stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Gosh, I actually um, I was working with a grocery store one time. Speaking of lost leaders, and they they took the the gallon of milk lost leader to an extreme. Um, they were losing money on every gallon they were selling. Okay, and I asked them, I'm like how's that working for you? And there's like, well, I mean, we sell a lot of milk and so it's kind of hard that we're losing money, but we're not losing a lot. And I'm just like, uh, how about you at least make money? Like people will still buy milk. Exactly. You know? And, and so they, uh, they raised their price by, I think it was like 20 cents a gallon, something like that. So I followed up with them and I'm like, Hey, how's it going? And they're just like, Great. We're making know? money now. Yeah. yeah. Nobody <laughs> stopped buying milk. And, and you know. Except for that guy. He's an idiot. He's been in here three <laughs> times. We know he needs milk. He keeps forgetting. He's got cilantro. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Tortillas. You know, you've got these items that uh, that you can sell. And, and look at them. Are you trying to make money with these items? Or are you trying to get people to, you know, shop at your store? Yeah. And when I say shop at your store, it doesn't have to be a physical location. You see all the time online, customers who bought this also bought this. Like they're, they're doing a lost leader concept because they're taking the one item that gets you to shop with them. And then they're pairing it with other items that probably have much better margins. Yeah, I mean, there are other reasons to pair it with different items, but I'm saying that is a, a solid strategy is to pair it with high margin items. Yeah, like yeah. like a convenience store, right? Right. Like if you are a convenience store and you don't offer fuel, you're missing out, man. Yeah, yeah it doesn't work so well. Like you're not selling milk. <laughs> Nobody's coming in there and forgetting milk. Uh -huh. Nobody's coming to your convenience store and being like, man, I really needed to get something. I don't remember. People aren't going to come there to buy soda or snacks when they're traveling mm -hmm. because they can't get, it's, it's that pay to play kind of a service or, mm -hmm. or product that you have to offer. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, you know, when, when you're doing the pricing on the finance side, you're going to look at it and you're going to, you know, just run that cost structure. You're going to run your loss leaders. You're going to run your volume calculations. You know, I mean, there's, you can get very sophisticated in this realm, but you don't have to get sophisticated. Just start with keeping track of things. You know, if you're not tracking your costs, your volume, then like those two things right there, that's that'll get you a long way. That'll get you eighty percent. Yeah, you know the the twenty percent gets into the nuances, uh, but that'll get you eighty yeah. percent. And so, you know, but then on the marketing side, and I'm I'm going to just kind of wrap up with this with this thought here. It really is, uh, you know, figure out a way to get that data. Um, you know, yeah, you, you want to test, 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 test. If you can grab online analytics. Great bonus. That's yeah. that's awesome. You know, if you can experiment with your website a little bit and see, you know, what people, you know, how they engage based on different things, that's a great way to test. But you don't have to do it that way. You know, we talked about the A-B testing with, you know, different locations if you have that, uh, you know, if you have that option. If you don't have that option, run a 10% discount and see what does it do, you know, to your volume? Yeah. If it doesn't do enough to change that break even in the in the direction that you want, you know, and this is where they're connecting is I'm not just running a 10% discount and then being like, huh, wonder what happened. I'm running that 10% discount and then I'm running a break even calculation to see if it made sense. Yeah. I'm actually gonna bring it back to the story that I talked about at the beginning. Oh, okay. So uh, this business I was working with, and this applies to all businesses that are, that are working on their pricing and working on the marketing side of their pricing in particular. Number one, first and foremost, I highly recommend that you actually talk to your customer. <laughs> don't guess, don't assume, do not, for the love of everything good and holy, do not base your pricing on what your competition is doing. Oh, that is the worst thing of all time. That's a full episode in and it of is. itself. Honestly, I hate that so oh, bad. Don't. And, and, and I really, I, I realize I hate it just because like, I know how devastating it can be. And I've seen it time and time and time and time again. And it wrecks what you could be making as a small business because the vast majority of the time, small businesses don't understand these concepts. They don't take the time to, to get the training they need or to get the practice they need to put these things into effect. And so the vast majority of small businesses are just guessing or they're basing their pricing off of what their competition is doing. And then you base it off what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They have no clue, man. So mm -hmm. number one, talk to your customer, whoever that may be. So with this small business, we actually reached out to, to a company that was providing similar services, but in a completely different geographical area. And, and the mm -hmm. business is limited by a geographical area, okay. right? So completely different geographical area. Mm -hmm. And we reached out to one of these companies that was offering these services. And we asked, we're like, is there any chance that we can talk to one of your customers just to, just to get a feel for the market? Right. Mm -hmm. And they, and they, they let us. So we were able to contact one of their customers and say, Hey, when you were looking for this service, you know, what did you like? What didn't you like? Why did you go with these guys? Mm -hmm. And not to, not to undermine them or, you know, steal competition or steal customers away from them. We couldn't do that. We're geographically separate from that. We can't do that. And they understood that. And so, so in, in this particular business, it's, it's safe to take that same 
feedback from that customer, even though they're in a different geographical region, you can take that feedback and apply it to, uh, to the business that this, this owner was working on. And we were able to make a lot more educated, smart pricing decisions based mm-hmm. on that. And I'm not going to completely just shatter everybody's dreams of, of researching their competition and their pricing. That is important, but don't base your, don't base your pricing solely on that. Right. You know, see what they're doing, see what, uh, what trends there are, things like that. Kind of get a grasp of why they're doing what they're doing, but definitely that shouldn't be the priority of what you base your pricing on. It should absolutely be on first and foremost, talking to your customer. And then second, like you're saying, test, Mm -hmm. take the time to put together some tests. If you can test two different market segments without them going to the customer conference and talking to each other and saying, Hey, they got a discount. Yeah. You know, honestly, that's, that's really as intense as I'm going to get with it. I think that covers like 80, 85% of, of what you need to go through in order to make good pricing decisions from a marketing standpoint. Great things. Loved this episode. Lots of fun. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up there. But uh, if you guys have any other ideas, I mean, there's so many ways to, uh, you know, to kind of uh, gauge your pricing. Uh, we're very open to that. Please connect with us. We are at Ryan at marketingmanagementmoney.com. And uh, we will catch you at the next episode. Take control of your business today. Go to LearnDesk.us and search Marketing Management and Money for the small business insights you've always wanted. Be sure to stay tuned for new episodes on the first and third Wednesdays of every month and make sure to subscribe to be notified when we release bonus content such as interviews and short discussions.